Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I was going to read out, I'm not going to read out the whole thing, the whole Beacon Hospital apology, but it's not even an apology because they don't actually apologise. What they're basically saying is, I'm not going to read out the whole thing, but it just says the Beacon Hospital unreservedly apologises to our patients, staff and the wider community for the upset caused by the vaccination of teachers in the Beacon Vaccination Centre. The board is proud of the excellent standards of care maintained by our hospital and has adherence to the highest levels of governance and clinical excellence. Would they have apologised if they weren't caught? I don't know. In order to ascertain the facts associated with the operation of the vaccination centre, and in line with our responsibility to ensure due process, the board has appointed Eugene McCoe, a former managing partner and chairman of Arthur Cox and former board member of the HSE, to conduct an independent review on behalf of the non-executive directors. Upon completion of the review, the non-executive members of the board will consider the findings and will take, uh, take the necessary actions required. Since the onset of COVID-19, blah, 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 blah. So basically they're saying they're sorry, won't happen again, they're an excellent place. Uh, and please don't take away our vaccine centre. Because up to now, they said they had vaccinated, uh, was it over 9,000 HSE staff, as well as a few school teachers and crash workers. Because we all know now what happened. It was the school that the director, the CEOs, kids went to. Um, not only was it the teachers in the school, but it was the principal and his wife and daughter as well. And it was also then they decided, even though they're not in the category to be next to be vaccinated, the crash workers who work for the staff. And their argument was they were necessary workers because they mind the kids for the care workers. But that's not the case because they're not on that list. I think they're number nine or 11 on the category list. The same as all crash workers in the country who do mind kids for people who work in hospitals, etc., etc., etc. But anyway, in Britain, as I said, they vaccinated 30 million people with the first dose, nearly 4 million with both. In Northern Ireland, they're moving to the over 40s next week and have a pop-up regional centre in the Odyssey that will give 40,000 jabs a week. Uh, they have now pop, uh, vaccinated over half the adult population. Here in Ireland, we are lagging behind because of bad planning and the procurement of the vaccine in the first place. I really don't know if we did have the supply, would we actually get a logistical plan together to do it any quicker? I doubt it somehow. Here in Ireland, by the way, we have vaccinated First dose, 5,448, and second dose, 211,223. That was up to Sunday, by the way, uh, March the 25th. So, the question I'm asking you is, everybody was outraged over the weekend. Oh, the big has been learning. And, you know, we love a bit of outrage, don't we, on social media? Oh, did you see our man? He was over there. He wasn't social distancing. I saw Leo Varadka yesterday and he was only a metre and a half away from his mate. He wasn't actually two metres. I know because I had a measuring tape on my camera. We just love a little bit of outrage, don't we? We just love it. We can't beat it. You know? Boylan said this on the radio. Get him off the radio. Cancel him, cancel him, cancel him. We love outrage. We just love it in this country. But are we outraged over the wrong things? We are. And... When we look at this Beacon Hospital story, yes, it is nod and winkery. Yes, it is corruption. Yes, indeed, these things shouldn't be happening. Nepotism when it comes to a national vaccine rollout plan shouldn't happen. Mind you, we've never had a vaccine rollout plan like this ever in the history of the state. So we're kind of all new to it. And maybe one or two said, ah, you know, I know the doctor down the road. He'll give it to you. See, but here you go. When Michal Martin goes on television on TV3 and says, most likely, 
there'll be a vaccine passport which will get you into pubs, restaurants, bars, events and probably on holidays and acknowledges that fact. And when we hear about the talk about a vaccine passport or living your life normally as a vaccine, I feel sorry for our Ash out there. Ash, when are you getting your vaccine? <laughs> probably till 2025 or something. <laughs> See what I mean? So if we decide during the summer when, you know, I don't know, 10% of the population are vaccinated, that you can go to a pub or a restaurant or you can go on holidays with a vaccine passport, Mm. you're out the door. I am, yeah. But look, hopefully they'll have something that I can do, a PCR test or or something in order to show that I, I, you know, don't have COVID. But the fact of, especially when we're talking about the cinemas saying, you know, they might have this. The Odeon Cinema have said it as well, yeah. Yeah, saying that they'll, you know, they'll have one screen for unvaccinated people. people yeah yeah so you'll have a lesser you'll have less of a choice and that kind of scares me because i'm going wow look i have no problem with getting the vaccine but it's the case that it's you know the vaccine well not see this is me. the problem haven't the government created this urgency for people to get it yeah by by telling us that you will be discriminated again against essentially unless you have it so they've created an urgency it's like salespeople. they always talk about this line in sales that you must create a need for something not a want you must create a need yeah for something and that's what they've done they've created a need in people who would normally just want and that in turn has created I suppose this desire to take an opportunity now I asked you outside and I want you to be really honest with me mm-hmm. okay so we're in the middle of the summer 10% of the population have been vaccinated the government launched a vaccination passport anybody who's vaccinated can go on holidays off he's go right just theoretically right, right. those of you not vaccinated I'm sorry he's going to have to wait till next year your local GP Ash turns around to you and said Ash Look, there's no problem. I can just take you down for an underlying illness. We know your years, you and your ma. Do you want a vaccine? Oh, Niall. That's such a moral dilemma. But the thing is, right... Can you just answer the question? Don't give me a long-winded answer. No, I I wouldn't take it yet. Stick it in my eyeball. No, I wouldn't take it. No, look, if... The majority of the vulnerable people, if you're telling me that vulnerable people have been vaccinated and, and, you know, they're at the, say, the over 40s category... Then yeah, sure, I'm nearly 40. It's the only time I like to say... Oh, so in other words, there. you don't mind being a little bit dishonest about it? As long as I'm not taking up a job from someone that needs it. Yeah. But you're always going to be doing that until your turn comes. Oh, Niall, why did you do that to me? You're telling me to be honest. So no, no, the reason, the reason I'm asking you, and I'm not saying you're a dishonest person because you're not Ashley, right? No. no more than I am. No. But what I'm saying is, if, it beca- if the government are creating this urgency because of our bad rollout... That's what creates the outrage about a story like this. Yeah, well, I, look, I'll tell you for sure, if I got a phone call tomorrow from going, look, we have a few vaccines here. If you want to pop out after work now quickly and we'll, we'll give you a job, I wouldn't do it. There's no way I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it, one, because I think it's wrong. Because you, but with the main reason being in case you were found out. And then two would be, I would hate... To be found out. To be found out, yeah. I would hate to be found out. Imagine it all over the news. Yeah, we'll Staff of classic hits. I wouldn't be able to deal with that. <laughs> Got their vaccines. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be able to deal well, with I'm that. Well, I'm the only one here that'll be reasonably eligible because I'm the oldest in the radio station. <laughs> yeah. Are you the oldest? I am the oldest. Are you? Yeah. Oh, wow. There's nobody older than me in this radio station. How does that make you feel? Oh, shut up. <laughs> You're the elder Yeah, Gareth O'Callaghan was the only one older than me. God, so you've been the old, you've been the old lad for a very long time. I've been the second old lad. 
<laughs> Gareth was older than me, but I yeah I'm the oldest in the radio station. Wow, I didn't realise that. Not I'm, that I, I I'm also by I, the way. Now when I think about it, I'm like, can yeah, I, of course you are. Can I officially? I'm actually next week. I'll be officially the longest member of staff in the radio station. Wow! Yeah. Is next week your work anniversary? No, it's not. No, it's just that there's another member of staff leaving next week. Ah, okay. Yeah. So I'll be, as you know, I'll be officially the longest member of staff in the building. Wow. Yeah. Jesus, that's not a good thing, is it? No. Okay, now, let me go. We're going to take up a cause of this. And the question I'm simply asking is, the same question I gave to Ashton, right? So let's just say we're in the middle of summer. We're already on a passport rollout, the green passport, as they're calling it. And there is opportunities for people to get treated better, i.e. you can go to events without having to be tested. You can go to bars and restaurants as they're doing in Israel. You know, you can in Israel, the way it works is you have a vaccine passport. It has a QR code on it. When you walk into a restaurant or a bar, you tap the QR code on this little gadget outside the wall of the restaurant and it tells you to go ahead in. A green light comes on, you go in. If you don't have one, you have to have a PCR test or a antigen test uh, certificate or something like that from 72 hours previous or something. I don't think it's the way it works. But that's, look, in Israel, nearly everyone's vaccinated anyway, so it's not an issue. But um, you can go on holidays, much easier. No more 72 hours, no more mandatory quarantining, depending on where you're going, blah, 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 blah. So in other words, all those things are available to you. And somebody turns around to you and said, listen, your turn to be vaccinated is not going to be for another eight months, mate. But I tell you what, I can get a couple of vaccinations. Me, local GP, put your name down. Do you want to be done? No one's going to find out, theoretically. It's a theoretical question. Nobody's going to find out. Would you get it done? Because that's what I want you to focus on when we're so outraged by the Beacon Hospital. The reason we're outraged is because the mess we're making of the rollout. Now, don't get me wrong, what they did was wrong. It was immoral. But I'm asking you, would you do the same thing if you got the opportunity? Let me know what you think. The number's 87 188 Alan! Oh, how are you, Noel? How are you keeping? I love, I love the name Alan because I always think of that meerkat standing on the hill. Alan! 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 <laughs> <Yes>. Alan! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great no. name. It's just Alan! Alan! Yeah. <laughs> Steve! Alan! <laughs> oh, you piss myself laughing every time I see that. Because that was originally started, by the way, on what's his name? Oh, the the um, what's the DJ's name? The the funny DJ guy from Norwich Radio Station, Alan Partridge Show. That's Alan how, Partridge, yeah. That's brilliant. that's where they got the original audio for that. But sorry, sorry, Alan, I digress. Getting back to the passport, would you get a vaccination? Uh, you know, off the record. Yes. If you were offered it, yeah, one hundred percent. And why? 100%. Why? Why would well, you? I, t- I tell you why. Okay. You hit the nail on the head when you spoke about it earlier, saying, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't even have this discussion because there should be enough The vaccination rollout here should be, you know, well, 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 well more than it is. But it, you, your, yeah. your line is breaking up just a little bit, Alan. Sorry, go move your head sorry. there. Go on, yeah. yeah. Sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, no, I said, you, you, you were spot on about the, you know, the rollout being, you know, too far behind. And, you know, I mean, everybody knows, you know, it's, it's a, disaster. Kind of a complete disaster. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, I mean, the government keeps telling people to, you know, hang in there, wait there, you know, this will come, this will change. But, you know, it's, nothing is changing, really. Like, you know, yeah. you, can see, you can see the figures are still bad, you know. Now there's talk of, you know. The hospitality sector, you know, certain parts of it again. Now it's another six weeks dragging on, you know, before people can get back to work. And listen, it's just been a complete and utter shambles. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm in the queue before Ashling. I don't know. How old are you, by the way, Alan? 
I am 40. Okay, so I'm in the queue before you as well. I'm saying she's nearly 40 now. She was complaining when you said she was 32. She's 32. She was complaining when you said she was 35. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. She'd pretend she was 40 to get it. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But okay, so I'm in the queue before you. But still, I'm I'm probably not on the list until somewhere around kind of September, maybe. At this rate, probably November. Um, And you and Ashling probably next year. But yes. when Mial Martin says on TV3, going back a while, well, sorry, Virgin Media 1, the, the worst uh, branding ever. Uh, when, the, yes. when he said it on Virgin Media 1 <laughs> a while ago that, you know, most likely, yeah, there will be this idea of, you know, getting into bars or restaurants. You might, you know, have to have a vaccination passport or certificate or that suggestion was there. And also then, of course, we have this idea of going away on holidays. And now you have the Odeon Cinema saying there'll be one cinema maybe for unvaccinated people and, and the other cinemas will be for vaccinated. All that would make you want to get it. They've created this need for it now. Of course they have. Of course. Like you can, as you just said, Dave, you can picture yourself going to a cinema, people walking in and out, and then, you know, you know you're, you're heading in a queue where everybody is, you know, is being shepherded into just one, one screen, you know? Yeah. Obviously, you're going to feel like, you know, what's going on here? But as you said, that shouldn't happen because... We should be on par with other countries, like Britain, you know, yeah. with the rollout being, being, you know, the beacon, as you said, the beacon was a big controversy, okay? Well, yeah. I'm not saying what they doing was right. Of course it wasn't, Look, yeah. It wasn't right, you know. You know, but, but as you said, it's probably happening in the UK, but there's not a big deal being made of it in the UK for the simple reason. They're, they're on top, they're on top of... Yeah, because they couldn't be doing it any quicker, really. They just couldn't do exactly. it any quicker. Exactly. Where, you know, things like the Beacon Hospital and other, and other you know, I suppose scenarios in, that, in the same bracket as that is going, to, is going to roll people up and it is going to become headline news because of how far we are behind. But it's not, you know, people, the government, you know, they want to deflect towards the Beacon so everybody can be up in arms and we can, you know, listen, this is, you know, it's a big... A big, you know, controversy, and why did this happen? But it's only deflecting off. Why? Why are we talking about this? Why are we not talking about where are the vaccinations? When are we going to see, you know, you know, vaccinations? But we're not on the ball. I mean, yeah, Stephen Donnelly there two weeks ago said he's setting up a committee. Right, we're we're great people for setting up committees, right, to to examine how we can procure, you know, extra doses outside of the European Union supply of one point one percent. He should have been doing this last August. We, knew, I mean, it's not like we didn't know there was a vaccine on the horizon. We knew that. Shabaris was well in there and he bought them all. Yeah, no, of course we should have been. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I only heard there recently, like you were saying, you know, you know, around Patrick's Day, you know, could we talk to maybe, you know, could Joe Biden, you know, is there a chance there, you know, we could strike Oh, but you mean I was too embarrassed to say anything to him, you know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. Like, you know what I mean? We shouldn't have to be. Captive, you know, other nations as such. We should have been, we should have had the, the, vaccine, the vaccines ordered in bulk. We should have had a plan in place. But should we have the biggest plants here in Ireland? Isn't GSK and Pfizer in Cork, aren't they? Exactly, Pfizer's yeah. here, yeah. Yeah, exactly. so I mean, but that's you know, what I'm saying. So we have the biggest plants here. So why aren't we, you know, doing something? Like you've just seen that Boris now has just got the GSK to take the, the rights from that other vaccine, Novavax, which is not approved yet, by the way, in Durham. So they're going to be producing 60 million vaccines of a new vaccine, which is not approved yet, but it will be very shortly in Britain. So they won't need to get them from anywhere else. No, of course not. But, you know, like, I mean, as you said there, we're forced being you know, having, having a plant here, why couldn't we have, you know, moved in quickly and said, listen, 
I mean, what, yeah, what equipment do you need, lads? You know what I mean yeah. to get this going here. You know what, what I mean. What can we do to get this rolled out? Fast? Yeah, you're talking of a population of between four and five million people in the republic. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're it's not much. About, yeah, you're talking about 60, 70, 80 million people. You're talking about five million people. It's roughly the same population as Manchester. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then all of a sudden, you know, we can't, we can't, you know, supply. Four to five million people with a vaccine. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, Britain have already vaccinated six times the population of Ireland. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and as you said yourself, they, they are going to produce another 60 million doses mm-hmm. of a vaccine. Obviously, it hasn't been approved yet, but it will be. You know, like it's, it's like everything with the government. We're just miles behind everywhere. You know what I do mean? You th- do you think, by the way, do you trust the government? Do you think if we got the supply tomorrow... Let's say, for example, Britain said, ah, we feel sorry for you. Here's, you know, here's 20 million doses of the AstraZeneca. Do you think that we would, we would have the logistics or that we'd have the wherewithal to get it out to people quickly? Probably not. We'd probably lose about 18 million of the doses somewhere. Like, <laughs> you know I mean? Or to be stored up like you. I don't know if you're like the vote here, machines. Yeah, the vote machines. 50 million euro on vote machines. They're probably stored somewhere. Do you know what? That, that story, the voting machine story, will never be forgotten as long as history remains never. there. Forgotten. And there was another one I don't know if you remember. Um, there was a, the time in the slime. No, the, 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 I can't remember what equipment it was, and it was stored up in a hospital up in Dundalk. It was a machine that was needed in another part of the country, and it was just left up there for, for I don't know, for maybe 18 months or something before anybody, you know, brought it to where they had to go. Like, so what, know, what, whatever happened to the famous printer last year, the year before last year? Yeah, print- oh, when they were going to cut down the walls to so try to fit it in. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> but she you couldn't make that me, stuff up. Or the best one was the clock in the Liffey for uh, the Millennium. <laughs> yeah, the millennium. Yeah. And, yeah, and within six weeks, you couldn't see the clock because the water was so green. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, I believe that clock, by the way, has been stored in a warehouse somewhere on the Keys. It's got. I think it, it's with the vault machines. <laughs> it's called. They, we used to call it. The nickname for it was the chime in the slime. And it was set up, tourists, Ashling is looking at it a bit confused, I don't think she remembers it, but visitors or tourists could go to O'Connell Bridge and there was like a computer on O'Connell Bridge and you put your money in, I think it was like 10 pence or something like that, yeah. and it gave you a printout of the time you were in Dublin and how many minutes were left to the millennium. <laughs> Do you rather remember that? It was a disastrous idea. Oh, listen. Uh, we've come up with some corkers, haven't we? Like no. the Whitewater Rapids in White Sheriff Rock, Street. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Like in the middle of a pandemic, you know what I mean? Like, let's worry about Whitewater Rapids, you know what I mean? I believe, but I believe that hasn't been approved, so I don't think it's going to be happening. But stay there, it'll let me... Be approved, it'll probably be approved quicker than I'll be approved to get the vaccine at this stage. Well, stay there for a second, Alan, because Joan, you're an Ireland's classic kid. Hey, dude, Joan. Hello, Niall, and it's great a sense of humour can trickle through such a serious conversation. I applaud that. Right, Niall. Mm. Niall, first of all, the rush is on. Yeah. The panic comes from a slow-moving government who cannot communicate properly, zero skills. It also comes from prioritization understood properly, the leftovers, and nepotism is there everywhere. So nepotism was always there, Joan, wasn't yes. it? Well, let me tell you, it just happened coincidentally before this story. The other day, I got a phone call from a friend of mine. He said, Joan, I'm very disappointed. How did you get on with your first vaccine? I said, terrific. I got a great blast of energy that I've been painting the house all over for the last week. Yeah. Right. He was to go last Wednesday 
and he got the phone call only about three hours beforehand, locally here in Dundalk. How old? Sorry. By the way, what age group is he? What age group? He would be in the over 70s age group. Okay. So he was very disappointed. He's a very healthy man. I think he's just got one lung, though. And But that's okay. Yeah. However, uh, he was saying, God knows when I'd be called again. And the part was, he was all built up for it. The following day, by sheer coincidence, I was in a little queue to the bank. And a very nice woman in front of me, as we all do now, we talk to everybody, strangers. And we got on to the subject. And she says, I got a lovely surprise today. I said, what was that? She said, my father was on the waiting list. He got a phone call, and when they were talking to him to come in and get uh, the vaccine, the first one, they said, has your wife had it yet? No. Take her along. Now, there's an example of a surprise for one person. And all, uh, okay, okay, so the wife wasn't Jewish yet. But she they wasn't gave... Jewish yet, but they said, come in. And well, now, here's the, situ- been... well, okay, here's the situation, right? There is a, there is a policy that if you have excess vaccines at the end of the day, that, see, what, what they do is, at the start of each day, they get the syringes out, they put the, the yep. four mil or whatever it is, or whatever millimetres it is, into the vaccine, right? Yep. And they have to use them by the end of the day. So That's now, if right. they have two or three left over, they might say in the morning, you might have three or four people ring up and say, listen, I can't make it today who are on the list. They, so then they have yeah. to find three people. But we're go- yeah, but we're going to find out what's the okay. same surgery. First. Yeah, but, but in saying that, if she was his wife and he was Jewish, she most likely was over 70 anyway. Oh, yeah, but you yeah, wasn't so- Jewish first. No, but he was Jewish before that because of yeah, having I know. one lung. I oh. know, but I wouldn't have an issue with giving it to an over 70-year-old. Yeah, that'd be Oh, fine. no, 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 yeah. not at all. It was just that it was oh, no, I know, you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Why did he get the cancellation at the last minute, he would ask. Yeah. And that is lack of proper communication skills. Now, Niall, my son is a teacher, and he says there's a great anxiety today, especially with mothers over their children in all aspects of life, that they get very anxious children at school nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. So the children are privy to hearing the conversation that goes on with parents, and the panic is coming now because they're not quite sure if there's going to be enough vaccine for everybody. So everybody's aware of this, and everybody's saying, oh my God, I wish I could get ah, the vaccine today, and that will go yeah, on. Yeah, but that, Joel, the, the thing about it is, this, this mess that we're in at the moment is temporary because by there's 149 manufacturers in the world currently making yeah. the vaccine. They will all be approved very soon. So by next November, oh, they'll be yes. as they'll be as commonplace as paracetamol. Yeah, but I would have heard that conversation two months ago and it didn't happen. So I'm not going to believe that now. Well, no, it will. Anyway. It will be. By, by, it's just this, this. This is an important few months because our economy is on hold. Our yeah. lives are on hold. So it's important yeah. that we get it out as quickly as possible. And I think no. what's happened is the government have created panic. So let me go back to the question I asked you, Joan, right? Or I asked Alan, right? Now, well, I, well, yes. I, don't, I don't really have to ask you this question because you're in your 80s and you've already, your second dose is due next week. Good luck with that, by the way. But, That's right. if, but if you were a young one. Thank you. Thank you very much. If you're a young one, if you were 30s, yep. right? Yep. Okay. And somebody, a doctor said to you around the corner, listen, Joan, pop in there. I have a couple of spare ones. I'll give you one. Yeah, if you told me they were leftovers, as there are, I certainly would, and I yeah. wouldn't think twice. Now, well, there you people, at least you're honest. <laughs> yeah, people are panicking wrongly because everybody is their nerves are in bits, and they have to fight. It's the only way to let out their anger. First of all, may I say, from listening to people who've been in the Beacon Hospital, it's a wonderful hospital. Number one. Well, it is a wonderful hospital. Secondly, yeah. we're very quick to all resign, just like poor Stephen Kelly resigned the whole damn lot. They want them all to resign if one. 
uh, thing goes a little bit screwballs. We are not fully privy to the actual situation in the hospital when they had the 20 over. Now, it wasn't just the 20. They also, the week previous, they'd given some to the crash workers as well, which they shouldn't have done. That wouldn't be policy. But, but Joan, but Joan, Joan. Okay, but Joan, I'm not going to, for one minute, suggest what they did was right, because it wasn't, right? And they have apologised for it, right? No, but then who... who It was nepotism. Yes, but but the government are not giving them the roll-on situation, clearly, and what they... Ah, Joan, Joan, they're not stupid. They could have rang. Within a 5K distance of the Beacon Hospital, I believe there's any amount of doctor surgeries, any amount of schools. They picked that school because the CEO's kids go to the school and obviously it was familiar. I mean, that's that's clearly what happened. Now, okay, they have their own independent review into that. They can check it out. But all I'm saying, Joan, is people have a right to be a little bit pissed off about it, but we wouldn't be outraged about it. We wouldn't be outraged if it wasn't for the fact that this was a mess. Hold on, hold on, Niall. Everybody that has to be vaccinated, especially people like cancer, they have to be asked ahead of it if they're willing. Therefore, these and my own daughter-in-law, who is on the front line, tells me there isn't a hospital where there aren't some over that somebody at the last minute hasn't turned up. And if I was working in that hospital or walking through it, and they said, we've won over, it's going to die in a minute, this vaccine, will you have it, Joe? I'd say Stick it in me eyeball. Yeah, sorry, Alan, what are you trying to say to Joan there? Go ahead, Alan. Yeah, no, what Joan is saying, hey, Joan, how are you? Hi, how you doing? Not too bad. No, I think what Joan is saying is perfectly right, you know, as in, you know, oh, listen, we know what happened in the Beacon, right? We know there was other, there was other doctor surgeries, there was, other, there was other schools. The reason that it was given because the CEO's children went to school there, right? Fair enough. But yeah. the question you, you were saying to me as a person... If I had the opportunity to take the vaccine, nobody's going to know would I do it, and of course I would. But I would do it because of the situation we're in now that nobody knows what's going on. We don't know, you know, we keep getting told there'll be X amount done by this date, there'll be X amount done by that date. We're falling behind here, we're falling behind there. Listen, it's been a disaster. So I think... And you would save you would save a lot of people by getting it, may I add to it, right? Yeah, but Joe, but Joe, the point Alan is making as well is that because the government are suggesting, and you've got private companies like, say, the Odeon Cinema today, suggesting there'll be cinemas for vaccinated and unvaccinated and holidays for vaccinated and unvaccinated, that you will be at, I suppose, a disadvantage if you're not vaccinated. And that's, that fear is being created now by the governments of the world, not just Ireland. Yeah, but, 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 so, no, so people want to be vaccinated. They've created this kind of panic now. But the errors are coming from the government because their communication skills are disastrous. And I do agree with something Ashleen said when you were having a chat before the programme started. There should be an overseer, for want of a better word, who is in charge of conducting as if it was an orchestra and they know where to put the left, they know where to put the right. They don't know where to put anybody. Well, Joan, are you, are you trying to tell me you don't have any confidence in Mr. Donnelly? <laughs> well, I do feel sorry for people who, out of hours, with three young children, get death threats. Well, no, no, no. By the way, yeah, yeah, can I just say, I, I know we slag Stephen off all the time, and, you know, we can des- decide how good he is or bad he is at his job or whether he shouldn't be there or should be there. Uh, but I, I have never, ever agreed with A, protesting outside people's personal homes or having a go at people personally for whatever reason. 
No. The whole country should be out protesting. I'm amazed. And my family, who are all very quiet people, and my son have said to me, it's up to the Irish people to go out honestly, quietly, and say, we don't, we're not happy with what you're doing. We're not happy with your communication skills. Well, I tell you, Niall, after hearing today and looking forward in a peculiar way to next Tuesday to get my second vaccine, I then change and listen to a comment from a well-known doctor on a radio station. And what do you think he said, Niall? What? He said, when you have your vaccine and you feel safe, don't feel too safe for a long time yet because a frontline person who got the full vaccine got the COVID. But, yeah, but, but they did say that the vaccine doesn't stop you getting it. It just stops you getting serious symptoms. He doesn't have to say that. I know, I know, I know. But I, and I don't understand the logic behind... If you got it, Joan, and Alan got it, there's no, yeah. there's, uh, you know, I don't understand the logic of not allowing you and Alan to go out and have a dinner together. Exactly. Not that you, you want to go out with Alan, do. in fairness. Actually, Niall, if anybody's listening, the <laughs> hairdressers, if the hairdressers are listening, <laughs> please Alan. have a hairdressing salon where women, yeah. we let the men look after themselves, where <laughs> women need to get their hair done, and if all the women of Ireland of course, they can't travel, but if they have it in their own county, and if the people who've got the full vaccine... You can go and get the hair done, the blue rinse. Done you can go and get your blue rinse. Well, no, you can get everything done. <laughs> okay, well, stay there. Sorry, Alan, what are you trying to say just before I go to Emily? Right, I was going to say, like, you know, is there going to be a certain point, like, in the next in the next while, you know, are, are, if, you, if you're taking out private health insurance, is the premium going to be different if you haven't been vaccinated at well, already, by the way, now I don't know how true it is or whether this is fake news or not, but I did see there's a picture going around on Twitter of somebody's BUPA um, health insurance. Now, again, I don't know how true it is. They were saying that they don't cover uh, side effects from a vaccine. Now, I, I, I know, again, I don't know, again, how true that is, right? That could be, you know, the, the, there's any amount of fake news out there at the moment. But there's always the, the suggestion as well now that we have insurance companies in Ireland are saying to people, we won't give you mortgage protection. Um, if you've had COVID, uh, COVID-19. It's not right. a person. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I mean, oh. would, you, would, would you think premiums could go up for people that's unvaccinated? Oh, oh well, I don't know. I'm sure the insurance companies will look for any reason to get more money off you. But stay there, both of you, a second. Let me go to Emily as well. Emily, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. Emily, back to the original question. You know, nobody finds out about it, and I don't know what age category you are, but would you take the vaccine? Uh, yeah. Okay, so if, some, if your GP said, what age group are you, Emily? Sorry. Okay, so you're not even anywhere close. Like Ashling, you'll be waiting till next year, probably. No, so, well, I'm a frontliner, so. I'm oh, fine. you're a frontline worker. Yeah. Oh, well, then you've already got it, have you? Yeah, I've got my first. Okay, all right, okay. But if you weren't a frontline worker, and you were just, you know, your average Joe uh, or Josephine, as the case may be, let's be not be politically correct here. Okay, and somebody, a GP, said, "Listen, I have a few spare ones there. Do you want to pop over to the surgery, and I'll give you one?" Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just because of the haze of this organisation that is the rollout in itself. Yeah. And the idea that they're so disorganised that they have no idea how many on any given day are coming in. They have no idea how many people are going to show up. And because of the time frame on these vaccines, mm-hmm. I'd rather than stick it into any viable adult who's willing, rather than throw it in the bin. And I, by the way, I wonder, are there vaccines being thrown in the bin? 
I, I, I wonder rather than being just used on anybody because I, I, I'm assuming that at the last minute, if they have, you know, a couple of cancellations and there's three jabs left in the doctor's office and it's half past five or six o'clock or whatever and people are all going home, I wonder is the case of, I should give it to the girl on reception. I would like to think they would. Well, at this point, I'd rather that be happening. Then throwing it in the bin. The idea that they're not being used or they're going out of date or out of time. Yeah. It's, oh, it's very windy where you are, Emily. Where are you going for a walk? I'm out for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> my, my small fellow only goes to sleep at like nine o'clock, so I get the dog out after that. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> well, you must live near the coast there, is it? <laughs> no, all <laughs> oh, right, okay. But okay, so I mean, do you think the government, so by their mismanagement and also this suggestion of the vaccine passport and life being better with a vaccine, have they created a false need for it? Uh, no, I think the need for it is is genuine. Um, but the panic, the panic to get it. The panic. The panic is justified because they keep rocking on about all these scary numbers and the fact that it's not going away and we're going to have a fourth wave and we're all going to end up in ICU again. When the reality is that's not really transpiring the way that the numbers are going. No, no. Um, the other side of it is if you're going to open walk-in clinics all over the country and start testing... Random people. Extra people, yeah. you're going to start finding... Well, 3%, numbers. I believe, is the positivity rate on the random tests. So that, in turn, by its very logic, is going to bring the case numbers up. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. I know that's a bit of a Donald Trump line. The more people you test, the more cases you'll get. But it is true. Yeah. You know. Nice. Yeah, sorry, Joan. You, you said a very true line there, and it's time you recognise that. I have a feeling some people even had it and didn't know they had it and even before the whole thing came before Christmas there is a proof of a lady in Dundalk who actually had it now nice there's a lot of people believe- won't. by the way there are a lot of people in this world who will never get it because they have natural T-cell immunity and that's why when it goes into a residential care home and you might have 20 residents say 11 or 12 might get it but the other 7 or 8 will never get it Yeah, because yeah, they have the natural biggest, immunity Yeah, the biggest mistake in this country was a lockdown It's not agree with winning more. It is rubbish and other countries have caught up on us now They want 100% here You will never What they're doing at the moment with people calling in to the public place it's like the whole population has to look on it. Every one of us will get it. Some of us may be healthier at the time. Some of us may be unlucky at the time. I've never come across so many new cases of face difficulties and uh, people wearing masks. They're making them ill, Nile. I, I know, but I, I don't get into the whole massing tonight, but I do want to say that I mentioned on Twitter earlier on today, and I'm sure Emily is a health worker would understand what I'm talking about here, that I've heard so many scientists and experts on radio and on television over the last, you know, 12 months. Some of them have become household names almost, but there are some of them, not all of them, who are constantly trying to put out fear with and manipulating figures to make it sound a lot worse than it actually is. And as I said today on Twitter, if you ran up an aeroplane or a building shouting fire, 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 and there was no fire and scared people half to death, you'd be arrested. But yet these people can go on with their modelling epidemiologists which and get it outrageously wrong and still come back and do it again. And nobody questions it. 
you know, and, and I just find that very disconcerting that we're allowed to to let these people scare the living bejesus out of people. I mean, don't get me wrong. COVID, of course it exists. Of course people sadly have died of it. But certainly it's not as dangerous as we initially thought. And I'm delighted to have to be able to say that. Um, let me just, uh, yes, you can take uh, you can take one if you want to. Sorry, Ashley. Sorry, Emily, would you agree with that? Do you, do you believe it's overstated a bit? I believe that we didn't respond we didn't we kind of had it like close the door after the horse was gone in this country yeah 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 yeah. we yeah. didn't recognise that it hit very sick people or already sick people very badly of course we didn't protect we didn't those people after them. yeah um, whereas we went kind of mental then and protected the entire population by which realistically the entire population didn't need protecting Exactly. Well, and when I say didn't need protecting, the majority of people in the country, the vast majority, are not at high risk of COVID-19. But we have this thing about having to vaccinate 5 million people in the country. We're not going to vaccinate children. No. We're not going to vaccinate the people. Well, I hope not, by the way. I hope we're not going well, to vaccinate children. Well, approved for children. So no, and, I, and I certainly hope not, because I think I listened to a doctor in the UK on radio the other day talking about the fact that he would be disgusted if they even considered given children the vaccination because for children because they get it asymptomatic and very mild symptoms they're far better off getting it absolutely yeah and, and having natural immunity to it but the the whole thing like even the way we're rolling it out I know okay we have a shortage of vaccines we don't have enough we don't have enough orders we don't even have enough promise I'd say to be perfectly honest the problem is even the way that they're rolling them out is making extra work the HSE is phenomenally good at this like my partner is a transplant patient and firstly he contacted his GP to say hi when am I getting my vaccine about a month ago and the GP went oh I don't know anything about it right even though he would be in a risk category yeah yeah but (laughs) yes you have motorbikes you have wind you have everything going on there haven't you I'm on the way up the M70 there (laughs) be careful (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, um, that's the thing. His GP was like, oh, no, it has nothing to do with me. Mm. And he was like, but I thought you're the one dishing them out. And he was like, no, um, I don't think so, was the answer. So we got on to his consultants in the hospital instead. And they were like, oh, yeah, we'll probably be giving you a shout in the next couple of weeks. Well, well, on that note, I, I just spotted on my screen here. Sorry, Joan, just stay with me for a second as well. Sienna. Sienna, Hi. Ryan, how are you? How are you? Now, Sienna, just to remind people, and how are you keeping, by the way? Sorry? How are you keeping, all right? No, I'm in the fucking jacket, but <laughs> I was... <laughs> right, okay, just to remind people, Sienna, you have cancer. and cancer and emphysema. And emphysema, and you're in a bit, a bit of a bad way. Uh, let's be clear oh, about yeah, it. Sure. Not, and you haven't left the house in a year. No, I got out. Oh, you, did you go out since the last time I spoke I, to you? I have to go to the Mallow Hospital on the 4th of January. Okay. And they, they're going to put valves in the lungs. Right, okay. To give me it. It's like um, trapped air. Oh, right. So you've trapped air in your lungs. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, but the point I was going to come to, so you're very vulnerable, okay? You're in a very dangerous very, situation. Very, vulnerable. And you I'm still, and you still haven't got a vaccine yet. I'm excited. No, it's 
Right. There, there you oh. go, Emily. I mean, there's somebody who has cancer, emphysema, uh, is on her own, uh, hasn't really left her house apart from hospital appointments in over a year, yeah. and not and not a phone call yet. Yeah, no. and that's the problem. That's yeah, an absolute not a disgrace. The other side of it is that I, not when my partner was vaccinated, he used to go to a vaccination clinic in a hotel, being funded by HSE being mm. run by HSC and being brought in by most likely overpay or over overtime nursing yeah. people doing it, right? The person I can't fathom is we run outpatient appointments continually for all of these high risk people all the time. They have regular clinics and they're still running and they are And why can't they be just given us while they're in and there? Why can't the nurses who are already Taking their blood pressure, taking their blood. Give them the vaccine. Can I just say something now? Yeah, 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 sorry, Sienna, go ahead. Right. I should know my partner died years ago. And he had, he died um, from cancer. And uh, it depended on the strength of chemo. Because it's yeah, the chemotherapy, yeah. Down, you know, the cells and that. And I was able to give him. No bother. Yeah. Oh, so you were you were giving him okay. injections? Yeah. Oh yeah, but no, no. I, you know what I mean? You're saying, oh, no, we have to train people, and we have to do this and that. I believe there's like a three day training course. Yeah, I don't, how do, I don't know why yeah. it takes three days to teach somebody to give somebody an injection, but however. But you know what I would love? I swear to God, I would love to get this vaccine. And, you know, just go out and just say, right, I got it. Just just so you can go out again, yeah. Just so I can go out again. Now, the cancer is still there, and that's going to kill me. Well, just be nice to go out and... Yeah, and it'll be, ni- it'll be nice. And I, and I don't want to sound morbid, but Sienna, but it'll be nice to enjoy the time you have left in your life. Yes. Yes, I, I get what you're trying to say. Even to have if someone come in. I mean, Joan, jo, you're, yeah. listen, you're listening to Sienna there. That's disgusting, yeah. isn't it? Oh, it is, of course, Sienna. God love you. You're sounding terrific, though, and I think you've got a kind of a personality that you were ah, for a, a long time. She's now. a funny little thing. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll tell you something. Have you, I like, you're keeping in touch with your doctor and pushing the doctor. A lot of people have had to ring uh, up you know their what? doctor to keep keeping a place for them. They've got to keep doing that. They shouldn't have to keep doing it. It lies with your local, with your doctor, and if it's going to be done, um, you know, uh, the vaccine through that, because over here in the dispensary, that's what they're doing all the time, Saturday, Sunday, getting through them. But they are going through all the people they have on their books, Nile. Yeah. Every single person. But should Sienna, be should be on, Sienna should be on everybody's books. She, yeah. she is the highest risk you can get. Sorry, Sienna, go ahead. Yes, sorry, Sienna. Go ahead. I have more hope of getting diarrhea on a golfer. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, you live long. You, you don't get long. diarrhea from a golfer. You get constipation from a golfer. <laughs> oh, right, okay. I get you, I get you. <laughs> sorry, uh, I, sorry, I missed that. I'm too slow, too slow. All right. Okay. In case people don't know, by the way, Galfer are iron tablets. Iron tablets, yeah. 
Are you yeah. taking many golfers, Sienna? Are you? Oh, no, 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 every second day. 500 milligrams. You should go out for a little walk each day. Can you manage that? I can't. I can't. I actually can't at the moment. But right. now I just can't about the golfer. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's cost me a bleeding fork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now the sun is going to shine tomorrow. Put your head out the back garden and go for a little walk, and you'll get good. She's vitamins. living. She's living in an apartment block, aren't you? Seeing? Is she in an apartment block? It's yeah. a pity you haven't somebody. I mean, she should have somebody. Well, she has her daughter. Her daughter comes. Oh, right. You forgot. Yeah, her beautiful so, daughter comes I to look after. We love you, we love you too, Sienna. We love I you hope too. they'll have a big Easter egg for you on Sunday. <laughs> Hold on for a second, let me go to Noreen as well before I finish up on this tonight. Noreen, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you doing, Noreen? I'm good, Noreen, yourself? Good. Noreen, I mean, let me ask you first the question. I'll come to your own circumstance in a second. But the question I was asking everybody tonight, because we're so outraged over the beacon, with the need and the panic that the government have created because of a bad rollout, can you blame people who might take it if the GP says, I have a spare one here, do you want it? Well, I can, yeah. Yeah, okay. And and why is that? I just think, I think people are just getting sick of everything now, now um, I have a son, he's 19, nearly 20. He doesn't have me outside the door. He's underlining conditions. Uh, I've been on the phone all morning trying to get on all his faxing. I've and how, how old is he? Then. He's 20, is he? Uh, he's nearly 20. Okay. He hasn't been outside the door since before Christmas. And, he, and he, I'm assuming he has serious underlying conditions. He has. No, he's on a BiPAP machine at night time. He's heart problems. He's also got a condition called Maris's Lamy Syndrome. Oh, my. Which he receives enzyme replacement therapy every week. Right. And I've been on, as I said, to the doctor this morning. And the reception told me that they're only doing from age 75 up. They have no agreement yet with the HSE. Any younger, then I've been. Well, I, I thought I, I thought they were. I thought there was um, the week before last. It was people with an underlying condition under the age of seventy, any age. I thought that was what they were doing. No, not in not in Limerick. Not in Limerick. Not, no, no. Okay. So then I was on to their um, the breeding specialist, the respiratory, and she said what I got off her was um, the doctor is sending people for COVID tests or COVID vaccines, but. It's only for people who have been in this clinic since December till March. Yeah. Now, Luke has been, was in the clinic in, in August, so he won't be for another couple of months, according to... Right. So that, that went on. I went on to these heart consultant. Um, they're not doing it. They're not sending anybody for vaccines unless you have um, heart failure. I mean, because you're probably dead in the death stage, nearly. Well, you would be, of course, yeah, yeah. But then I came home from work this evening night and I get a phone call from the matter, from the metabolic unit, which Luke attends regularly, to offer COVID vaccine. Now, right. I, I think, okay, he's getting the vaccine, brilliant. We're having to go to Holwich, Lim- uh, to Dublin, to Lim- Dublin, on public Lim- transport. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, Niall. I've been at the HSC this morning. But surely they... But hold on a second. Surely they have vaccines in Limerick. Surely they could liaise with a local GP in Limerick and say, listen, the vaccine you have for Mary there, who's, you know, much, much healthier, can you give that to Luke and we'll send you this one or we'll send you an extra one down to give to your patient. I mean, that, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. No, not at all. And I said, 
we don't drive, so we'd go with public transport now, which is more high. Uh, well, that's a risk. Place. Yeah, there's a risk yeah, in that. They tell you not to travel places. Yeah, stop. What a mess. What a mess. Trying to sort it and everything like that's the most ridiculous no, thing like I've ever heard in my life. But you know what? If the HSC, you know, uh, and Stephen Donnelly or any of these people who are involved in the, the running of this rollout are listening, that's how ridiculous this whole system this is. is like, that you have yeah. a young man who's in a high-risk category in Limerick is being told to go to the Matter Hospital to get a vaccine. One of tens of thousands of vaccines all over the country sitting in doctor surgeries. Yep. Why can't they just give it to him locally? Doesn't make like any sense. Same, like, I, like I said, I'm, I'm going to ring again now tomorrow. Keep ringing, like, like because fault to know side and that. Like, oh. Now I know, I'm, I know I'm, there is an issue with the vaccines. I know in, there's a shortage in the whole. No, I know, I know. The the other issue is as well is they don't travel well because they have to keep them refrigerated. So once they're delivered, they have to be used in a certain amount of time, right? But it doesn't make any difference. All they got to do is logistically allow for his extra vaccine. They now have said to you that they acknowledge that he's due to get a vaccine because of his underlying condition. So then get on to whatever it is locally in Limerick and say, we're going to give you an extra one in the supply that we're sending down for him. I just don't see why people can't do that. I don't either. Like, it's just like, I, I thought it was the most weirdest thing tonight, actually, get a call oh, from the matter. That's yeah. all they're trying, like, Limerick. I am. Yeah, yeah. But no. you know what? No, no, nothing surprises me about this country anymore. Nothing. It doesn't. Me with you, know. Yeah. It's just that I'm looking at people in the, yeah. this one got their facts and that one got their facts. And but you listen to poor Sienna there. God bless her. I know, yeah. yeah. So I like, although, although she's in like, good, sp- she's in good spirits. She's in good spirits. Yeah, she's a, no. she doesn't mind. Sienna, you're still there. Yeah, see, yeah. she's in good spirit, Noreen. She doesn't she care. Is. I mean, like, Luke is in great form, Luke, Noreen yeah. and everything is still, but uh, it's just it's wrong. Like, guys, keep going. Yeah. And going and going. Yeah. <laughs> Sienna, it's been beautiful and wonderful talking to you again, and I hope I'll talk to you very I'll soon, all right? Noreen, I hope your son gets sorted out. I hope he gets his vaccine very soon, all right, if that's what he wants, all right, and that's what you thanks want for him. Nice. All right, and, and thanks to Joan as well and, and Emily. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.